to the While You Are Single podcast. O.J. Tokes' new, revised, and updated book, While You Are Single, A Guide to Finding and Keeping the Right Mate for Your Life, is now available. For more details about the book, please visit whileyouaresingle.org. Meanwhile, enjoy the podcast. Here is O.J. Tokes. But that's not all. There are more hurdles to cross. Wait a minute, that's not it? No! Because if you want Boaz, you have to be like Ruth. So like I mentioned earlier, there was another guy. Ruth discovered through Naomi, who's now Naomi, because the word Naomi means pleasant. Now Naomi's back to her pleasant self, and her temporary bitterness has gone. In fact, Naomi is the one that asked Ruth to go meet Boaz. Okay? So I'm fast forwarding here because that's not my emphasis tonight. Boaz finds out that he's a redeemer and he's supposed to marry Ruth. But Boaz said, There's another guy ahead of me, the other guy who perhaps was meant for Opa. There is somebody else for you. So Ruth meets this guy. Okay? I mean, I'm sorry. Boaz said, there's this, there's this other guy, and he has to talk to him first because he's supposed to marry you ahead of me, okay? So Boaz goes to the guy, and this is the conversation they had in Ruth chapter 4, 3 to 6. And Boaz said to the family redeemer, you know Naomi, who came back from Moab, she is still in the land that belonged to our relative Elimelech. I thought I should speak to you about it so that you can redeem it if you wish. If you want the land, then buy it here in the presence of these witnesses. But if you don't want it, let me know right away because I am next in line to redeem it after you. The man replied. Everybody say the man replied. replied. All right, I'll redeem it. Then in Ruth chapter 4, 5 to 6, Boaz then said, Then Boaz told him, of course, your purchase of the land from Naomi also requires that you marry Ruth. The Moabite widow, that way she can have children who will carry on her husband's name and keep the land in the family. Then I can't redeem it, the family redeemer replied, because this might endanger my own estate. You redeem the land, I cannot do it. I've said this for years. Ruth ends up with Boaz because another guy rejected her. So you've dealt with the guy who's unhealthy. You've dealt with the guy who's wasting away. You've dealt with people who are supposed to be spiritual and advising you by advising you wrong. You've dealt with not doing things like your friends do them. You've dealt with, well, you know what? I may not get married, but I'm still going to serve God. You've dealt with the fact that you're an outsider. You've dealt with the fact that you're dealing with all these ladies. And now you've met this guy. It's like, oh, this is the guy, and he doesn't want you. But God used that to get her to Boaz. And I often say there are reasons why God uses rejection to get a lady to another person. And one of them is the fact that this guy, we don't know his name. And because we don't know his name, we don't know what he is called. And because we don't know what he is called, he's like a picture of a guy with no calling, no purpose. So God uses rejection to get you from a guy like that to a guy like Boaz, a guy who knows who he is, a guy who has a calling. The name Boaz means strength, a strong, godly man. The other thing about this guy is 
He's also a kinsman redeemer like Boaz. He is in the family of Boaz. He is related to Boaz. He is like Boaz, but he's not Boaz. How many of you ladies ever met somebody you think it's your Boaz? They look like, act like, talk like, and he might be perfect, good guy, loves the Lord, godly, and you're like, he's the one. But sometimes God is like, nah, he's not the one. He's a good guy, but he's not for you. Somebody else's. Rejection is one of those ways that God gets you to a lookalike to the person who is for you. The other thing about how God uses rejection is when Boaz told him to acquire the property, he was like, yeah, I got this. I'll, I'll, I'll take it. But when he said you have to marry Ruth, he said, okay, I don't want it. God uses rejection to get you from a guy who only wants your hips, your lips, and your fingertips to a guy who wants all of you. He wanted the property, but he didn't want her. He wanted the benefits, but he didn't want the responsibility. He wanted what he could get, but he didn't want to give to her. You ever dealt with a guy like that? A guy who does not want to give you a ring, but he wants to give you a condom. A guy who doesn't want to take you to the altar, but he wants to take you to bed. God uses rejection to get you from a guy like that to a guy who wants to take you to the altar before he takes you to bed. Make no mistake about it. He wants to take you to bed, but he wants to do it right, amongst other things. He wants to do it right. He wants all of you and everything that comes with you. He wants covenant relationship. He wants marriage. The way to get to that guy, sometimes it's the path that Ruth went through, and you have to have the mindset of Ruth to get to that point. The other thing is this. Remember Boaz said, I heard how you left your mom and your father to be with people that you do not know. Perhaps Boaz was also saying, you remind me of my own mother. According to Matthew chapter 1, verse 5, Boaz's mother was Rahab, and Rahab had to leave Jericho. Rahab, her story, I believe, starts in Joshua chapter 2. She helped the Israelites get into the first part of the promised land, Jericho, bringing the walls down. She was instrumental with that happening, but from that point, Rahab became part of the Israelite community. She was a Canaanite, so to speak. Just like Ruth was a foreigner, Boaz's mom was a foreigner, and she left her people, left her environment. She took part of a family with her, and that's how Boaz exists today. You remind me of my mother. In other words, God uses a rejection to get you from a guy who cannot relate with you to a guy who does, a guy who can connect with you. As a matter of fact, Boaz and Ruth's connection goes even way back because Boaz descended from Abraham. Ruth descended from Lot, Abraham's nephew. The history of the Moabites starts in Genesis 19. When God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, the only survivors were Abraham's nephew Lot and his two daughters. The two daughters thought there were no other guy. <laughs> thought there was nobody better out there. Ha, oh, Jesus. Ah. Oh. They said, 
they connive to get their father drunk. See what people do when there's no hope? That's why I'm wasting my time. Well, I'm not wasting my time. I'm trying to tell you, ladies, there is somebody better for you. They thought there was nobody out there, so they got their father drunk and slept with him. The firstborn gave birth to Moab. The secondborn gave birth to Benami. That's where we get the Ammonites from. But the point I'm trying to make is Ruth came from that line. Boaz came from Abraham's line. But regardless of your background, you can end up with Boaz. So ladies, be encouraged with that. Now to the fellas. All the fellas are like, we only got five minutes. <laughs> That's why I told you right from the beginning, everything that applies to the ladies applies to the guys as well. But real quick, <laughs> if we want to end up with a lady like Esther, we need to be king. <laughs> if you want to be like an Esther, you need to be a king. Esther has 10 chapters. Read the story. I'm going to kind of fly through it because of time. In Esther chapter 1, we have the king. He's thrown a party. He rules over 120 provinces from India to Ethiopia. He throws a party for his royals, his officials, his guests. Then he throws another party for another. Uh, and the first party was for 180 days. The Bible says he, he did a banquet. Okay, that's a big party for 180 days for all his leaders. Then he threw another one for, for a week for his people that worked for him, people around him, both big and small, which means he threw a party for everybody. His wife, on the other hand, the queen Vashti, throws a banquet for the ladies. Okay, notice, she only did it for the ladies. He did it for everybody. And he invited her to his party. And she refused. She rejected him. He was angry. Now, when I say, guys, that we need to be like the king to get Esther, I'm not talking about being angry, okay? You can be angry for a moment, but don't let that anger lead you to say the wrong thing. Man, you know how many girls are talking to me, man? You should be happy I'm even talking to you. No, I'm not talking about that. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, okay? His response after the anger is what I'm focusing at. And I'm going to read his response, <clears throat> and it's in uh, Esther chapter 1, 13 to 14, and it reads, Since it was customary, guys, notice the word customary, I'm reading for the NIV version, for the king to consult experts in matters of law and justice, he spoke with the wise men, who understood the times and were closest to the king, Karshina, Shethar, Admatha, Tarshish, Merez, Marsena, and Memucan, the seven nobles of Persia and Media, who had special access to the king and were highest in the kingdom. These seven guys are a picture of wisdom because Proverbs 9.1 says, wisdom has built her house, she has set up her seven pillars. These guys were seven. They were the wise men. It was customary, meaning it was a habit, something he did on a consistent basis, to 
talk to them. They were, they had uh, special access to him. They were highest. Wisdom is the principal thing, guys. We need to respond with wisdom. That's all I'm saying. If a lady turns you down, don't throw a fit. Respond with wisdom. How do you get this wisdom? Proverbs 2, 6, for the Lord gives wisdom. Out of his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. I think it's in Proverbs chapter 9, it says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And the, uh, the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. 1 Corinthians 1.30 says, Jesus has been made unto us wisdom. Jesus is the word of God. Just respond with the word, okay, gentlemen? Respond with wisdom. So he responded by going to the wise men. And to cut a long story short, they simply told him in uh, uh, Esther chapter 1, verse 19, and I'm reading the last part, Memucan spoke up. He said, let the king give her royal position to someone else better than she. There is someone else better for you guys. Amen, <laughs> <laughs> the wisdom is get someone better than her. And that's how he ended up with Esther. And in Esther 121, it says, the king and his nobles were pleased with this advice. So the king did as Mimikin proposed. There is someone better for you. Because guys, we don't often use wisdom when it comes to women. <laughs> we don't use a lot of wisdom. Because it says, uh, uh, the story is, the book is about Esther, okay? But we don't even hear about her until chapter 2. The first one we hear about is Queen Vashti. In other words, a lot of times we guys, the first lady that gets our attention, the one we all want to hook up with, is the Vashti. When all this while, God wants you to hook up with Esther. In fact, the first time Esther is mentioned, we don't hear Esther, we hear Hadassah. Hadassah is derived from the Hebrew word hadas, which means myrtle. It's a plant. When you crush this plant, it gives off a fragrance. A lot of us guys don't want to go through that process. Man, that's a lot of work to get the fragrance from the plant. I'm just going to go in and, oh, man, the lady that's like, whoo, beautiful. The first time she's, they, they, uh, we heard of Vashti, she's the queen. She's beautiful. She's royalty. First time we heard of Hadassah, we heard tragedy. She's a peasant. Her parents died. So the point I'm trying to make is the Vashtas, they're very appealing. The first time you see them, like, wow. She's the, she's the lady all the guys are talking about. Like, yo, man, you see this? <laughs> but Hadassah is there, but you don't notice her because the first time you see her, she's not appealing to you. This does not mean Hadassah is not beautiful. She's a beautiful woman. The Bible tells us that. She is beautiful. But sometimes we are so distracted by superficialness that we miss the jam that is before us. Now, I know there are lots of models, a lot of beautiful women that love the Lord, serve the Lord, and are good women. I know that. I am not talking about them. Neither am I saying that people like Esther are not attractive. They are. My point is, the guys know exactly what I'm saying, that sometimes we get distracted by Vashtis and want to hook up with them, and they blow us off like they did the king. And we get mad and upset. But hopefully we get some wisdom and we end up with Esther. And when you take the time 
to know Hadassah, you discover she's not just Hadassah, she's Esther. The name Esther came after. Esther means star. Vashti means beautiful. All beautiful people are not stars. But all stars are beautiful. You need an Esther. That's why sometimes God uses rejection to get us from a Vashti to an Esther. Get you from a lady who does not want to be with you to a lady who's going to pray to God and go on a fast to be in your presence so that you can have favor with her. Get rejection to get you from a lady that ruins your party to a lady that will make you party. Because when he made her queen, he threw another banquet. This guy likes to party. <laughs> in fact, not only that, later on, in an effort to wean the king's heart, when she went on a fast, she threw two more parties for him. So basically, the rejection got him from a lady who ruined his party to a lady who threw a party for him. Isn't it interesting? He threw two parties at first, and she goes on a fast, and I believe the Spirit of God says, throw two parties for him as well. Something to think about. But the point is, rejection got him from a woman that almost ruined his reputation. He's a king. He's over 127 provinces. When this happened, all the guys were freaking out like, this she's going to influence the women to disrespect all the men. But she, he ended up with Esther, who saved his life and elongated his regime. How do you end up with a woman like that, guys? We don't have enough sense to do that ourselves. That's why sometimes God allows rejection to get us from a lady who's going to mess our destiny up to a lady who will not only ensure that we'll fulfill our destiny, but we'll make it last. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you very much. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We hope you were informed, inspired, and impacted. If you'd like to learn more about O.J. Tokes, his books, blog, music, and his monthly ministry for singles, please visit whileyouaresingle.org. That is whileyouaresingle.org. If you've been blessed by the podcast, we encourage you to please share with your friends. Until next week's podcast, take care and stay blessed.